blah. Y'all already know what it is. Your boy Yako, what it do? The Island to Reality, the oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago. What up? This is the place where you want to hide from your drama. Be half from your baby mama. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> y si tu quieres cambiar tu vida, if you want to change your life, then subscribe. Cha-ching! And by the way, guys, I just released my first book called Shabbat in Chicago out on Amazon. It's about an audacious single mom who opens her heart and home to five adopted kids while embracing her Latino culture while being Jewish. And guys, today we have a very, very special guest. I had to bring him on. Give it up for the one and only Jeremy. What's up, brother? <laughs> yeah, let's go. The best introduction ever. Come on now. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I love it. No, for real. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. Awesome. So look, brother, I want to share how we met. So basically we went out, um, you know, a bunch of my friends came through and I met you for the first time through Jasmine and yeah. she introduced us and we had a good time. You know, had we had a few drinks, got to dance, got to network. And honestly, you were like, so you you look good that day, brother. You got the whole suit. <laughs> I was like, damn, my boy, he's, he's feeling the part. You know what I'm Devil. You know, I was, Lucifer's got to look good for Halloween. You know, that's his, that's his holiday. No, I was kidding. No, but thank you. Yeah, brother. So I'm happy you came. You know, you had a good vibe. And I, I seen you went out a few more times after that. You went out for <laughs> yeah. Halloween parties. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Oh man, but brother, please tell us like what was your first impression when we first met? Well, I'm I'm born and raised out here, so I'm 43. I've been around, like you said, I've watched Vegas grow and all these, you know, hotels, clubs, lounges, restaurants open, some some closed, but uh, you know, go up. Everything's been, you know, growing and growing the last, you know, 20, 30 years plus. And uh yeah, when I go out uh Usually, you know, it's a combination mix of, you know, I don't know what I'm going to get with people, but uh, Jasmine is a good friend of mine and we always, we connected immediately and uh, we met through in, through Instagram, through social media. As she came to one of my speaking events a few years, uh, two years ago. She came, I know she was, we'd take pictures together and she would leave. <laughs> and then about six months ago, we started, you know, doing some business together and all's well that ends well and so she invited me out and i was like she never she never really goes out so i was like i gotta i gotta check this out and uh Cassie beach house is always a great time and i met you and i met uh you got your friend's name but you guys are great guys and we had a good time together there's no like awkwardness it was just about like doing do, like enjoying our lives and that's the kind of people i want to hang around and so yeah no it was a great experience and uh looking to much more in the future awesome brother awesome happy to hear that man and and please do tell, like, we, for the fans and all of us, we yeah. want to know, like, tell us a little bit about your background. If you were born and raised in Vegas and yeah. your journey into real, like being yeah, a realtor. I'll try and make it as uh, short and sweet as possible, but it's a lot. It's a lot, you know. So, yeah, I am born and raised out here. Again, I'm, I'm 43 years old. And my, uh, my real estate journey started when I was eight years old because my father and grandfather, and cousins and uncles were the largest 
home builders in Las Vegas in Nevada for 30 years, Lewis Holmes. Last, my last name is Jeremy, you know, Lewis. So um, they brought me in immediately, like eight years old. I started digging foundations and then went to concrete, framing, stucco, plumbing, electrical, HVAC. I worked over on over a thousand home sites from the age of eight to 20 years old. And going back to 12, they, uh, they wanted to see if I could pass the general contractor's exam at 12 years old. And I did. And I did. So uh, there's nothing about a house, a single family residence that uh, anyone really in the real estate industry knows better than me, thank my, uh, my parents and that experience. And so 20 years old, though, fast forward, they had sold the company to KB Homes, if you're familiar with the home builder. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> I got to start all over. I was ready to slide in. I already put 12 years in with the company. And knew everything in and out. And I really had to rethink everything and go from there. And so a few years later, about three years later, I graduated from college at UNLV, my bachelor's in uh, history. And I decided to take all the knowledge and experience and put that in, in the real estate game and get my real estate license and build my own empire. Whoa. And so that's how I got in the game. That was almost 20 years ago. Whoa. And I, I I love that how you learned a lot, you know, growing up from your your parents, your you know your your family yeah. members. It, it's amazing, man. Like you've seen things how it evolved, right? Things are always changing. And how do you feel now with like where everything's going up? You know, Vegas, the prices are going up like crazy, brother. Um, do you feel like it's it's affecting real estate in a in a positive way, or it's kind of like hurting it? Well, you know, when cities grow and the economies grow, prices have to go up, and that's that means things are going well in general. Obviously, there's pockets where it's you know not going to benefit some, but overall, the last again. 20, 25 years has been, you know, there's been ups and downs. Obviously, when the market crashed, you know, my, <clears throat> my real estate story, I made millions at 24, 23 when I first got in the game. You know, the first year I made over a million dollars and made a mil over a million every year uh, until, you know, if you were around back then, some people weren't or heard, just heard about it, other kids, you know, the, the market crashed in 2008. And so, Vegas had the worst unemployment rate in the country for five years. And we had the worst foreclosure rate in the country for five years. So it was a bloody nightmare. And so it's the great times. There's terrible times. And whoever makes it through that, you know, I, I honestly didn't make it. You know, was it I, I couldn't sustain it in the real estate game. I went to my mother, true story. She's one of the first women to have her own law firm in town, Karen Green Lewis. And so she, uh, I went to her, I said, I need a job because I lost everything. I had 13 houses and six cars, two Ferraris. I lost everything. I had one, I kept one house. I moved in my now ex-wife and three other roommates so I could afford it. I uh, kept one house. My father had to lease me a car. I lost all my cars. I was bankrupt. And I asked my mother for a job for $398 a week. And I was making over $3,000 a day prior to that. And she said, no, nah, fuck your job. You go back to bartending. She knew I couldn't go back to bartending because the economy crashed. She's like, if you go to law school, I'll pay for it. But that's the only way I'm giving you a job. And you can come work for me. And you can litigate for me. I said, I had no choice. She knew I had no choice. And so that's what I did. And so it took me that long 
to really recover psychologically, we're being honest, because at that point I had lost everything. The market had crashed. It was the worst this country's seen in 75, 80 years. And I couldn't really sell, to be honest with you, I talk about it in my video vlog. I couldn't sell a bar of gold to a fucking homeless person at that point. That was that just gone, devastated, and just out of out of mind. I couldn't function. And so I hit out in school and took after four years I graduated and I was like, what can I do? What can I do that no one can take, you know, that no one can take away from me again? I I didn't like law i got i got back in the real estate game but i still litigated for my mother because that's where my talents lied you know running my mouth <laughs> so i still did that but that was invaluable experience so i litigated over 3800 cases the last 13 years and that's given me a huge advantages elsewhere in my business and in my life and so people don't know that background about me but uh yeah i had to rebuild everything and so rebuild everything from scratch and i was i was lost man i was out of school back in the game like i was getting by barely but uh I, I wandered like moses in the desert for like three years i was like what can i do that no one could take away from me i don't want to go bankrupt again i don't want to go these ups and downs and i don't want to live like this in my personal life anything any anymore i to the truth be told like i said i had like a good nine years where i wasn't an alcoholic but i was a drunk i drank every day and I took Valium or Xanax at night to sleep because it was like, it was kind of the, the root of everything. And I didn't want to deal with it for all those years. And finally I did. And uh, in 2015, I, I quit drinking. I stopped taking all the pills and my head cleared. And you, you, would, you see what you see now, but it took about eight months for that to happen. I got back at the gym. I was uh, you know, college athlete when I was in college. And so I was a lot of shape. I got, I got my body right and my mind became clear. And then a few months after that, early 2016, I was like, I just did an open house at one of my listings. It was a $1.2 million listing. And I was like, out of nowhere, my girlfriend wasn't available at the time. And so I called my mom who lived in the neighborhood, nice neighborhood, McDonald Highlands. To, and she videoed, come over to video me because she lived down the street. And I did this first the realtor in the country to do a, you know, one take unedited property walkthrough video where I'm speaking like this in the foreground and the real estate's in the background. And I didn't know why I did it. I just did it, to be honest with you. It, was, it sucked. But I was like, oh my God, no one can take me away from me. I was like, well, I'm gonna step out finally and bet on me for the first time in my life. And if it really doesn't work out, even though I have these titans, my father built out the city and my mother's genius, lawyer, ballsy, like it said, you know, one of the pioneers of the industry as well. If I don't live up to that, which I made up in my own fucking head, it's okay, I'm still a man. And the rest, the rest is history. And I've been on HGTV and Million Dollar Listing, Los Angeles and all kinds of, you know, Huge things have happened all because of social media, all, but really when it comes down to it, because I bet on myself and, and really tried and believed myself. And, if, and when I failed, it didn't mean that I was shit, that I was nothing. And, you know, and that's how I looked at myself before that, you know, in my life for 35 years. And so that seven and a half years been, you know, journey has really been like the start of my life. We started becoming a man, if you want to say it like 
you know, how I think of it. So sorry, I, I know I talk a lot. <laughs> no, that's good. It's good, but I, I really um I enjoy the uh, authenticity, you know, the authentic conversation we're having because it's for us as men, right? We yeah, we like to figure out things on our own. You know, we we go through this phase, right? And right. I could relate to you when the pandemic happened in Vegas. And I tell people all the time, like, it was the hardest time for me. I lost my job. I didn't have no money coming in my pocket. It was just a very tough spot. And I, I'm with you. I feel like we, our biggest critic is ourself. We hear that all the time. And the reason why is because you have thoughts in your head, like, you're not right. good enough. Can't do it just give up and and we let that sometimes sink in but it's up to us to think think and not to let that control us because that's the thing i tell people like I, I have friends that you know they got in a long-term relationship and um they're like depressed they're sad they can't stop thinking about her and i said i already know what's going on the moment you get home you're just thinking you're just thinking like, dang, I should have done this. Why right. we're not together? I keep yourself busy. The moment you go home is that's when you think of what happened or what if. You gotta keep yourself busy. You know, go to the gym, uh, hang out with a friend. You know, um, do something where you're passionate about, so you can just right. keep moving forward. Because the moment you just go home and sleep, you're just gonna be thinking the past. And I try to tell them, like, I'm a little tough on them. I'm like, look, you just got to, you know, I always tell people this. And I always recommend before you settle down, I highly recommend to live on your own for a couple of years. The reason why, because you get to know yourself, uh, you learn how to be independent. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And because a lot of people are scared to be on their own this is their biggest fear i was you know that's one of the main reasons why i got married so young 25 was married 25 to 32 was a great girl but we had no business like being married you know being that we we're just too young and we didn't and so uh, it's resonating what you're saying and, and i'm glad you were able to come out of that right you you learned something that and, and these experiences has formed you to a better person now. Like if you never went through that, you want to be the Jeremy I know today. You right. know the the cool, happy. Let's go. Let's make. Let's let's go have a good time. And I feel like that's the beauty about life. You know, we're gonna have those hard times, but it's gonna make us stronger. And now you know what not to do. You know what I'm saying? You know, but I want to uh, pick at your brain a little bit. So. I yep. actually bumped into one of my friends. Um, she's cool people. Her name is Jaylin. She said she knows you, and I was shocked. Hispanic, Latina, very beautiful, by the way. She was telling me how she knew Tell you. Tell me more. Like, Tell yeah, me more. I was like, yo, this is a small world. So she came to visit me, and you know, we were chopping it up for a little bit. And she's like, I know Jeremy. I said, no way. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he cool people. I said, how do you know Jeremy? And I right, was shocked. I, I, she tell you, I don't even right, know. Right. And I said, I just I just met Jeremy. You know what I'm saying? I just met. 
It, it's Who crazy, knew Vegas, you know, little, little <laughs> Vegas is the biggest, biggest small town in the country. Right, right. <laughs> so I was gonna, I was gonna pick at you because I was like, man, yeah. brother, do you, you know what girl I'm talking about? What's her, what's her last name? Her last you name, Jalen. Yeah, she's, uh, she's mixed. She's Puerto Rican, and I think she's Cuban. Or I can't get the. Yeah, I know what you're talking. Not in the real estate game, right? She's not. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I know you're talking about. We met through a, a, a mutual friend, my my friend Ben, who's a, actually a big real estate investor. But we've been we were friends, you know, been friends for years. And she was uh, at I think his birthday party either last year or sometime. We know each other for a second. Just running in there, but yeah, that's how we know each other. And I like to run in you know circles, you know that. Uh, it represents, you know, me. I don't, I don't go and, you know, drag other people's dead weight anymore. It's just not, it's not good for them. Is the same as not good for me. And so, Ben, he's a, he's a great guy. He's a mentor of mine. A little bit older and hugely successful. Big real estate investor. And yeah, I think we met at his eighteen million dollar house that he just built. You know, with about, you know, a year ago. Yeah, it's insane. And uh, yeah, we became friends. So it's a small town, but social media allowed us to stay in touch and to keep in like you said following following each other and knowing what's going on in each other's life beside that one meeting and so that's why how i how i leverage i leverage it you know we can only meet and impact so many people in person but we can 100x to a thousand x that if we use if we use social media in, in a good way and so all these great opportunities amazing friendships and other and other things and blessings in my life have come from Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and whatever you want to say. And so, and you know, and people can, it's the point is people can make something however they want to, you know, look at something the way they want to look at it. I hated fucking Facebook and all this shit back in 2013. I thought it was a high school popularity contest and people would never even believe me. Now if they see me, they're like, oh my God, this guy's social media, you know, king of Vegas, I've written, been called and I appreciate, you know, uh, you know, I'm flattered when people say that, but that's the turnaround. It's just, I changed my, how I saw things, I, how I saw myself first is the most important. How I saw myself and became self-aware of what the fuck I was doing and how I was, what I was saying and how I was acting. And then apply, looked at about everyone around me instead of just reacting to everything. And then, cause I was always butthurt by, cause I was just reacting to everything instead of just evaluating and then creating my own fucking reality and not not letting other people and other things do that and so i use social media to work for me and it really revolutionized everything for me like blew my i my mind's blown every day by the impact that i have for the good by using it so there's always bad with everything but you know you measure things what's you know outweighs the other you know the enemy of the perfect you know the enemy of the good is the perfect and so my mother always told me that and people are always looking for that chasing that dragon the grass is always greener everything that's you know, got to be perfect it's never going to be fucking perfect if you listen to anything all the words i've spoken on this podcast it's never going to be perfect how you see things working out it's never going to fucking work out that way you just got to let go that was the hardest part for me is to let go because i generally have power and control or the illusion to to uh create outcomes and to a certain extent I do, but at the end, it's really all out of my control. When I realized that, then I, things got way easier and way better for me. Wow. 
That's amazing, brother. Oof, I love that. I love that. You gotta let go, let go. That's that's strong. That's strong. And brother, I want you. Um, I got one more question, right? Before we wrap up, if you can share one of your best moments when you saw you pitch to someone that you know they were gonna buy your house, right? The house you were selling. What was do you remember that that conversation? How you hooked them into getting it? Do you remember like your words? Because I know you're well, a smart guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. No, there wasn't really all. I know what you're talking about. And there was a, a huge moment in my life where it was, a, it was a, a national pitch that I made. I, in 2018, I launched my Facebook business page. And back then, you could have a targeted audience as much, way different than it is today. And I, I decided to put up $1,000. It's a lot of money. Not because no one I'd never done any of this before. It was all new to me. And thousand dollars, and I ran ads in a two hundred dollar ad in Vegas, or a two hundred dollar ad in Orange County, two hundred Los Angeles, two hundred uh, San Jose, and two hundred San Francisco. And so I did a video at a house, and it was called the Good Morning California video. I said, "Good morning California. Are you sick of paying this fifteen percent? You know, state income tax, you sick of the property taxes, blah blah blah." And I was like, "Guess what?" None of that shit exists here in Vegas. And you see this house? This house is $1.2 million. It's about $5 million where you live. But let's come check it out. And here's what you're going to get. And you're going to pay no taxes. You know, property taxes are going to be 125% of it. And let's check it out. And I went for seven minutes. It was a huge fucking house. One take, unedited. And I posted it and ran ads on it. And I got 135,000 views. And I got like 500 comments. Uh, half the comments saying I'm on cocaine <laughs> because it's how I am. The people thought, but I got all these, I had no websites. I had no like capture. I had none of that shit. I just had my cell phone. I got all kinds of texts and voicemails from realtors saying, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. This is awesome. I love to work with you and got referrals from that. But the main person, my best client to this day saw the video. He's living in San Francisco. Called me, left a voicemail, and he said, "Hey, hey um, this is Jeff. I uh, saw your uh, <laughs> infomercial, and uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. I'm interested in that house. Call me." And I called him, and we've done about ten million dollars in business. And he's referred me probably another five to ten as well over the years because I did that video, and I just I closed him. Ooh, ooh. And that changed my whole career, really. And it gave me that belief in myself to keep going and going and going. And only good shit happened after that. Wow. wow. That's my biggest close. <laughs> oh, ooh, brother. You got me thinking that song. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Like, dude, that was so dope. I love the energy and I could see it, how, how it was so, like, engaging. Yeah. I do a story so real quick. Hey. So um I went to see one of my my bosses. He actually came to see me. He's a millionaire, young, 32 or 33 year old. Yeah. And very successful, always looking good, and always smiling. And I texted one time, like a while back. I said, like, Hey, yeah, you know, I just published my first book. And I was like, um, you know, you know, check it out. And I was hoping he will buy it, right? So I, I saw him after like a couple months and it's a big deal when I see him because I always learn something new, you know? Right. And, um, I was like, Hey brother, did you get my book? He's like, nah, man, I, I've been so busy, you know, just 
uh, working, traveling, you know, doing a lot of big moves. And I said, man, that's amazing. I said, look, I, I, I have my book, by the way. I want you to see it, the first edition. So I showed it to him, right? And I said, I want you to feel it. And so he felt it. He said, wow, this book looks amazing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He goes, wow. And I what said, is it? Love it? I love right, it. right. He's like, man, I love the material. It's smooth. I said, look at brother, it's smooth. I just like picture it holding it. I said, yeah, man, it's amazing. He's like, the only problem is I didn't bring no cash, you know, to buy my book. I said, don't worry, brother. I got PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, whatever <laughs> it is. I got it. <laughs> and he goes, so I'm like, there's no excuse in my head, right? He's like, for real? I said, yeah, yeah, I do. I do any of those. And he goes, okay, I'll pay you right now. How much? I said, 20 bucks. So he zells me, right? I closed the pitch. And the best part, I said, look, because you bought it in front of me, I'm going to even sign it personally before I become famous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I signed it for him. <laughs> Helping out with this shit right now. All right, right. And he signed it. And all my coworkers were shocked that our big, big boss, the VP of the company, bought the, uh, yeah. you know, one of the big people, he bought my book. Yeah. So that's huge just to be able to do that uh, on the spot while working. Like, no one, the whole, the whole, like, building, they were like, yo, Yaakov David, he just sold the book to the big boss. Like, how is this possible? Right. And the thing is, what I've learned from sales is that you have to let them feel it, right? Make them believe in your product, which I did. At the same time, I was making it like humorous when he was like, I don't got the cash right now to pay you. I said, don't worry, brother. I got I got Venmo. He got nothing to say. I kind of put him in the corner, you know. Right. It's like boxing. You're like, bah, bah, yep. hook, right hook. You're right. Not hook. <laughs> and if I never brought the book, and I, I always say to myself, I try to sell about, you know, three to five or more in a week. I have a goal, right? It's crazy, brother. I almost feel like I'm a hustler because. Within two months, right? The book just came out. Within two months, I've already sold 103 books. That's ridiculous. You are a hustler. You know, walks like a duck, talks like a duck. So look, I'm going to wrap it up. Guys, this is the Outlet to Reality. The oldest podcast in Vegas and Chicago every Tuesday. Don't forget to like, share, care, and subscribe. Cha-ching! Y'all know where to find me. <laughs> I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, the Outlet to Reality. My Snapchat is Take One Pass It. And my TikTok is at Yakov28. And brother, where can my fans find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Jeremy Lewis, Vegas Realtor. That's my handle. It's a long handle. Jeremy Lewis, Vegas Realtor.